the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Have you ever wanted something that belonged to someone else so badly that you were willing to commit any overtly evil act to acquire it? Scripture tells us the prophet Nathan had to confront King David about David's coveting another man's wife. Listen in today as Pastor Draper continues the series on the Ten Commandments. He will be speaking from the subject, Thou Shalt Not Covet. We need to be patient when it comes to receiving the word of God so that we can get all of our spiritual nutrients that God would have us have. And let me tell you something before I even begin to preach. And that is, if you're not in the right mindset, you won't receive. If you are not in the right mindset, you will not receive. If your attitude is not right. Say no mind you coming to church as long as your mindset is not right, your attitude is not right, and you leave here just as entangled as when you came, then Satan won. How many of you want victory in this service today? How many of you want liberation in this service today? How many of you want to see God do a new thing? How many of you are anticipating a blessing? Some of you don't get nothing because you don't expect nothing. Amen. If you want it, you got to at least expect it. That's where you start. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Exodus twenty seventeen says, you shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife. That's needed today. Nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbors. I want to preach today. Repeat it after me. You shall not covet. Listen closely, beloved. There is a spiritual disease that is sweeping across the nations of the world. It is no respect of person, no respect of race, this particular disease cares not about your economic status. It rips families apart, causes a spiritual Christian to become carnal. This particular disease turns friends into enemies, causes church attendance to drop, or either turn churches that was once hot for God, lukewarm, or either cold. Hmm. This particular disease is a damnable disease for it turns joy into depression. It turns peace into confusion and faithfulness into self-centeredness. 
What makes this disease so deadly is that it's so subtle in contaminating its unsuspecting prey. And once you're fully possessed by it, it takes you far from God. It takes you far from his word. This disease takes you far from God's plan for your life. It takes you far from, from God's purpose for your life. It even takes you far from God's will for your life. Today, as God's messenger, speaking from God's holy word, the Bible, this is God's medicine book, you know. And this book contains many spiritual diseases yet to be discovered by the centers of disease control. I somberly announce to you today that we have a severe outbreak of covetousness. Covetousness. It is clear that we must not covet. What is covetousness? Say covetousness. You haven't said it so long you don't you can barely say it. Say it again. One more time. That is a word that needs to be reckoned with in our day and time. What is covetousness? In the Hebrew and Greek, it is to desire. It is to desire. It is, it is to take pleasure in so much that you can't do without it. It is a strong longing for. A strong longing for. Covetousness is to lust or crave excessively for the possessions of others. It is to crave and lust excessively after the possessions of others. It's an attitude that says I must have the object of my desire or I'm absolutely miserable until I get it. I must have the object of my desire or I am absolutely a mess. I am miserable. I am just not at myself until I get that thing that I want. Hmm. A spirit of covetousness, beloved, grows out of a lack of satisfaction with God. If you're not satisfied with God, then this disease, this spiritual disease called covetousness will overtake you and consume you and you will be impotent spiritually and not able to do anything of use for God. But if you're satisfied with the Lord, you can get a grip on the spirit of covetousness. This last commandment is unlike the previous nine because while the first nine deal with actions, this tenth commandment deals with the hidden attitude of the heart, which is the root of every sin against one neighbor. Every sin that one commits against his neighbor starts in the heart. Sin against your neighbor from the heart, every sin against God is birthed in the what? In the heart. So now that you know what covetousness is, you might be asking yourself the question, where did it start? Where did it start? The origin of the sin of covetousness began in the Garden of Eden, where Adam and Eve desired and partook of the forbidden tree. Remember that? 
Eve desired that tree, so much so that she disobeyed God's clear instructions, which subsequently resulted in sin. It resulted in a broken relationship with God. It even resulted in expulsion from the garden and death, spiritually and physically. It's a deadly thing. It gave birth in the garden. And mankind has never been the same because of the spirit of what? Say it louder. Say it again. When's the last time you said that word? Did you say it last week? <laughs> Did you say it yesterday? Did you, have you said it this year? Say it one more time. Maybe if we say it a little bit more, we will be sensitive to this particular word. Francis Xavier claimed to have heard thousands of confessions of sin, but never one for covetousness. This is strange given the pervasiveness of covetousness in our society. Leonard Wright declared covetousness to be the root of all evil, the ground of all vice. Robert South said, and I quote, covetousness is both the beginning and the end of the devil's alphabet. The first vice in corrupt nature that moves and the last which dies. Beloved, God says that we should have no other gods before him. And when we desire the possessions of others or take what God has forbidden, we worship the God of covetousness. Turn to Colossians chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. All I'm saying is that when we desire the possessions of others, or take what God has forbidden, we worship the God of covetousness. We worship the God of our desires. Colossians chapter 3, verses 5 and 6 says, Therefore, put to death. In other words, mortify. Some translations may read. Put to death, mortify your members which are on earth. You have to constantly beat yourself, says Paul. Buffet your body, lest you be disqualified. You have to put to death, what? Fornication. What is fornication? It's sexual immorality. Uncleanness in thoughts and unclean motives and what have you. Uncleanness. Unclean passions. Passions. Sexually lusting passionately to the point that you are overtaken and you commit sexual sins. Evil desires. Some of us in here have some evil desires this week. Why don't you say amen? All your thoughts have been just right. Evil desires, evil motives. And what do you see? What's that next word? And what? And what? Which is idolatry. And what? Covetousness. There it is. Which is what? You can worship the God of covetousness. So much so that you are given over to your desires and your affections to the point that God no longer satisfies you. You have exchanged being satisfied with God to being satisfied with the things of this world. And the things of this world, come when they become your God, then you are in the state of idolatry. 
And many of you, you look good, you smell good, you got your Bible, but you're idolatrous. You're idolatrous. When you find yourself giving more to men than God, you are idolatrous. Idolatrous. When you can't come to worship God because of petting on your things, that's idolatrous. That's idolatrous. Idolatry is a horrible thing. Greetings and welcome to the Maranatha Bible Church broadcast ministry with Pastor Rander Draper. We are excited about you joining us today as Pastor Draper continues the message, Thou Shalt Not Covet. What types of things does Satan desire us to covet? That's the question we want to ask. What types of things does Satan desire us to covet? Well, Number one, alcohol. Alcohol. I got to have that drink. I'm not satisfied. I give me my drink early in the morning. I got to have my coolers. I got to have that wine cooler or whatever cooler you got. I got to have it. Alcohol. Oh, what else you covered? Drugs. Not necessarily marijuana. You can cover that too. But you're not satisfied till you get that cup of coffee. Or smoke that cigarette. Huh? Get no stuff to pump you up to get your energy level going. Drugs. Covet money. More money. More, more, more. Never satisfied. More sex. More television shows. Some of you wake up with television. You go to bed with television. Your television is closer to you than your God. Television shows. What about sports? If that certain game is on, football season is almost here. They had a scrimmage yesterday, didn't they? Tune it up. Eight o'clock service normally fills up in the fall. But at least you can say I did go to church. Amen. Thank God that we have two services here. There's nothing wrong with watching football as long as you don't let football have you. Amen? Entertainment. Gambling. You got to get to Atlantic City. You got to get to Vegas. You got to, you got to get that lottery ticket. This is the one. Smoking. Cars. Got to have that car. Have you seen that car? I got to have that car. My, I mean, you're miserable. You got a car, but that car just, your car's all right, but you, you want that car. Oh, I got to have that house. Popularity. You can cover popularity. Positions. You're not satisfied till you get the position that somebody else is in. Or somebody else got the position you thought you should have had. Let me tell you something. What God has for you, no man can take away. You don't know what blessing, your blessing may be that it was good you didn't get that position. You ever missed a position only find out you got blessed because you didn't get it? Coveting a certain lifestyle to keep up with the Joneses. And then there are others who covet same sex, same sex marriages. That's horrible, but, but what, mm, you're grunting, but that's true, amen? And there are others of you covet opposite sex. I mean, women is your weakness. Men are your weakness. It's the opposite sex. 
Well, sleeping around with the opposite sex will send you to hell just as fast as sleeping around with the same sex. Amen. Hell is still hell. Why don't y'all say amen? Look how y'all looking. Well, isn't that the truth? Sexual immorality is sex immorality. The Greek word pornea, from which we get the word, all of those things spawn out of sexual immorality. Then, some of you covet tattoos. Ha! Huh. Mama Joe got it. Sue got it. And you got one, and all of a sudden, I just want one, and all of a sudden, there'll go another one. Now it's on your ankle. Now it's on the left, left side of your end. It's on your tummy. Covered. All of a sudden, you look around, your whole body is covered. Amen. Covetousness. You, you're not satisfied being black and beautiful. Brown and beautiful. Hispanic and beautiful. White and beautiful. Whatever you are. And don't you know you fearfully and wonderfully made? It is satanic to think you got to add something to you. Don't you know you are fearfully and wonderfully made? You don't have to help God out by painting yourself up with marks you can't take off. Covered tattoos. You say, if I did it, what I do? Repent and go on. You can't get it off. That just remind you to stay with God because when you look at that mark, that's everything you are out of the will of God. Amen. Amen. Covet body piercing. Uh-huh. No, it was all right just to pierce the ear here and put a little ring on or something. You know, but you know what now? Folk got stuff in their lip. You ever seen it? I mean, way to try to talk to me. It's stuff going this way and this way. It's stuff going like that. They look like a little juju. All around here, all on belly buttons, all. I mean, you know what? That ain't body piercing. That's body mutilation, folk. Now, you know what? If somebody made you do it, you want to sue. Why don't you say amen? Don't look at me. You voluntarily sticking yourself like, listen, I was unraveling a shirt last night. You know how you take your, you know, you get something new and you take, and I don't know why they put so many pins on a shirt. And I was trying to get this shirt off, a new shirt and trying to, and I stuck myself, man, I hollered. I stuck, and little blood came up. I almost was crying. I asked somebody to kiss it or something. I can't take much pain. Now, I don't understand how y'all can do all that for yourself. Isn't that something? You know why? The spirit of covetousness has taken over every aspect of our life. And really, the real fact of the matter is, is you have bowed down and you are worshiping this deceptive God. Shame on you! you God has not called you to be like the world. He says, come from among them and be ye separate. Any man being Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become what? New. What's new about you? You look like the world and the folk don't know who you are. It might not take 12 years to figure out you're a Christian. But if you're looking like the world, they won't know. Invite them to church. They say, you go to church. It is not the desiring of something that is wrong but desiring it at the expense of others. 
from the motive of jealousy, from the motive of envy. It is desiring something that God has expressly forbidden in the scripture. Desiring what God, God told Adam and Eve not to touch the tree and they desired the very thing that God told them not to touch. Covetousness led them into a rebellion. They fell in sin. They eventually, which resulted in physical death, spiritual death, and eventually expulsion from the Garden of Eden. Humanity fell because of the sin of covetousness. And let me tell you something. If covetousness, are y'all listening to me good? If covetousness caused Adam and Eve to fall, let me tell you something, beloved. It is just as deadly and dangerous and disastrous and will bring about your spiritual and physical demise. Are y'all there? What are the dangers of coveting the possessions of others? What are the dangers of coveting the possessions of others? Won't other folks stuff? Number one, unholy desires produce unholy actions. Unholy desires produce unholy what? Action, which results in chastening from God. Unholy desires produce unholy actions, which results in chastening from God. Matthew 15, 18 and 19. Matthew chapter 15, verses 18 and 19. Just jot it down. I'll read it to you. But those things which proceed out of the mouth comes from the heart, and they defile a man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, and blasphemy. All of that is a byproduct of a bad heart. If your desires are unholy, guess what? You are going to do things that are what? Don't that make sense? Whatever, whatever you think, so are you. Whatever I think, so am I. Whatever man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You say, well, how could that man kill up all those folk? How could a teammate kill his own, kill his own partner on the basketball arena in, in Waco at Baylor? Yeah, how can these folk do this? It starts in the heart. How can Kobe Bryant do what he did? It starts in the what? I had those college students a couple of Fridays ago. And oh, we had a ball together. And the Kobe Bryant issue came up. Came up. And somebody said, oh, that's a shame. And I said, yeah, it sure is a shame. I mean, let me serve those on you. What did you learn from it? Because Kobe is not the only one doing something that's shameful. <laughs> All of us in here are doing something. If you're lying, that's a shame. You disrespecting your mom and dad. Oh, that's a shame. Amen. You breaking the law. That's a shame. Amen. You're sowing bad thoughts and bad actions. That's a shame. Playing lottery, that's a shame. You can't control your mouth. That's a shame. You sleeping around with everybody in your, that's a shame. What did you learn from? That's the issue. I told my wife, I was looking at that thing, I was out of town. I told her, I learned something. 
take heed lest I fall. And nobody in here is exempt from falling. And what amazes me is main folk pointing are doing the same thing. Unholy desires. It started with the desire. What are the dangers of coveting the possessions of others? Number two, covetousness goes beyond simply admiring someone else's possession. Admiring someone else's possession or thinking I like to have one of those. Have you ever seen something that you say, you know what, I think I like to have that. That sure would be nice. That's not covetous. Can you, you ever thought about, man, that sure would be nice. I would like to have one of those. But you know what, it was a passing thought you went on, never thought about it again, right? You ever had that happen? Oh, come on, have you ever, man, that sure look nice. Boy, I would sure look nice in one of those. But then you come to your senses and know you can't get one of those. Amen? Come out here and talk to me now. When you look at your budget and how things are going and, and you already in a tight, you say, now, thank you, Lord, for bringing me to my senses. <laughs> Just because it's for somebody else don't mean it's for you. Just because somebody else can handle it don't mean you can handle it. You ought to thank God for not blessing you with certain things. So covetousness goes beyond simply admiring someone else's possession or, man, that's a that's pretty suit. Or, man, that's a pretty, uh, that's a pre- pretty dress. Or, you know, you can look at, oh, she, she's a beautiful girl. That, that, that's, what, that's a fact. That's a beautiful girl. But, man, you can look, ooh. Then when you go like that, that's going beyond just saying that's a pretty girl. Are y'all hanging on? I'm kind of, y'all with me now. Thank you for tuning into this program from the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you'd like to order today's message, visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in next week as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com